Episode 11 of Two Twits and Twain feels a bit strange. All three of us together. I know it sounds like we're always together, but truth be told, Clark, or twit number two, is in France. Ah, the miracles of communications today. Anyway, he decided to take to the air. <laughs> That's air, not airwaves. And fly to Colorado to join us. So, we're all together again. Good day, lucky, loyal, and lively listeners. And welcome to episode number 11 of Two Twits and Twain. Something a bit different today. Doc's not here yet, but Mark and I are. That's right, twit number two and Mark are here in Doc's studio. Now perhaps you're aware of the fact that I did traverse the Atlantic from France since Doc sort of let it out of the bag at the end of the last episode, and for some unknown reason, Mark is sitting here with me and not Doc. Well, this feels quite strange. It's always been Doc sitting across from me during these sessions, and now it's somebody I've never met before, although his voice sounds vaguely familiar. Clark, welcome to Colorado. Oh, you had an uneventful voyage. How long did it take you? I could usually make it in about seven days. Well, Mark, I hate to tell you this, but my trip took much less time. Closer to seven hours than seven days. You know, I'll explain it to you later. However, I do need to clear up something that I said at the conclusion of the last podcast. We've been getting lots of questions about it. I said something to Mark. I said... Say hi to Myrtle for us. I think it might be less confusing, and not filled with as many innuendos, if I tell the story. You see, even though I'm sent to this place in Colorado every once in a while, and I easily find it, there is a funeral that I've been sent to rather regularly, to give a eulogy for a Myrtle Finkelbein, and they always send me to the wrong address. So I make the best of it and chat with whomever happens to be there. That's actually how I met you two twits. I think there's some undercurrent of illicit thought that Myrtle isn't dead after all, and that I just want to meet her. Ain't true. Well, look who just popped in. Doc, it's about time. Doc, we've been talking about Myrtle. Want to give us your version? Well, I'll try. It's still a bit sleepy. My alarm didn't wake me up on time. So, a bit groggy. Clark, you made it. Welcome. Well, this might be, excuse me, a bit repetitive. You see, when Mark first appeared on my studio doorstep, he was lost, to say the least. He had been sent by someone in the hereafter to perform a eulogy for a Myrtle Finkelbein. He was obviously sent to the wrong address, but we welcomed him wholeheartedly, and he's been a part of our podcast ever since. However, 
I think his search for Myrtle still continues to this day, with no positive results. We, we kid him about that from time to time. Hey, you two twits, I've given up on that endeavor, and I haven't been sent to any other address for Myrtle's funeral since, so I guess they've given up as well. And just to set you two straight, I'm not nearly as interested in the dead as I am in the living, breathing, dancing kind. Now that's good to know, Mark, since we're going to talk a little more about music today as we two twits have been in it all of our peculiar little lives. Everybody loves music, from those medieval toe-tappers to the modern crap. Uh, I mean, rap. Well, since Doc's not quite with it yet, and probably isn't totally tuned in, let's have a little fun with that. I have an inside story on Doc. Yes, he missed the Beatles. Yes, I had to explain to him who they were. No, I said. Not insects. Musicians. Then I asked him if he knew the group The Who. And he said, Who? I said, The Who. Well, that went on for about ten minutes, and I finally dropped the subject. It was beginning to sound too much like Abbott and Costello. You know, he was to be a concert pianist, and he was in school in the early 60s to pursue that dream. Then he discovered girls, and he let his fingers do the walking elsewhere. Ooh, did I say that? Anyway, the beauty of it all is that he employed his musical gifts in many other ways. Singing, arranging, directing, chorus or symphonies, and dancing, as we have found out in the last episode. But I do enjoy telling that particular story. And while we're at it, we'd love to hear your favorite musical story. Whether it was the songwriting contest you won, or one of your most stellar performing moments, or which famous musical artist you met, or if you actually got to see the legendary Fabulous Formaldehydes in concert. Well, that might be really wishful thinking, but you get the idea. Hey, Doc. Doc, are you awake enough to more fully participate in today's show? Oh, oh I, I think so. What was with you last night? Was it a nightmare? Did you catch a glimpse of your naked body in the mirror? Ooh, that was a bit much for me, too. Anyway, tell us, please. No, it was my alarm clock. Your alarm clock? Did you forget to set it? You know, you may have to set an alarm to remind you to set your alarm. You can get one free at SeniorMoment.com. No, it wasn't that. But it was something to do with your alarm clock. Yes. Well? It kept playing the Notre Dame fight song. That's crazy, Doc. It's an alarm clock. Not a university marching band track player. Uh, that's what I thought. It used to play the Brahms lullaby, but that always put me back to sleep, so I changed it. I asked for a stirring version of Ave Maria, but the little person inside the clock must have been confused, or, or French, and kept playing Notre Dame over and over. So I shut it off, and a minute later, when I was getting all comfy back in bed with my jammies and my Miss Piggy stuffed animal, it was waking up the echoes again. That went on for the whole first quarter. I mean, the, the whole first half hour. Well, couldn't you just unplug it? There's no plug. It's a modern thingamajig. I fumbled around with my fat fingers to find a way to open it, 
I shook it, banged it on the bedpost, almost called 9-11. No good. You mean it kept badgering you? Badgering me? That's the truth of it, twit number two. In between reprisals of Notre Dame, it threw in on Wisconsin. No. So what'd you do? Well, I brought it with me. Give me that thing. There. Now you'll have to set your alarm the way Mark has to do it. Without electricity. Old school. No music. Okay. There, we got that out of the way. But speaking of music, Doc, that's what we're talking about today. I've already um, briefed the audience on your early training. Here, here, Doc. Here, sit down. I know you're still sleepy, but just put your Miss Piggy stuffed animal right over there. Oh, thanks. Feeling almost awake with number two. You know, all this talk about Notre Dame and Wisconsin reminds me of the time our quartet, the fabulous Formaldehydes, was asked to perform in South Bend, Indiana, for member installation at the College Football Hall of Fame. Besides singing some of our regular songs, we learned a medley of college football fight songs from all over the country. My wife, Lynn, arranged it for us, and it really was over the top. And we had a chance to meet people like Coach Tom Osborne and all-star Bo Jackson. Everybody was so complimentary and friendly, I think we all felt right at home, although none of us played the game. And do you remember we had a chance to watch the Notre Dame football team practice? It was a, quote, closed practice, end of quote. But, because of some close contacts, we were standing on the sideline watching all the plays. We all had to sign a document that we would not give any secrets away to the opposing team, especially Wisconsin. Hell, we had no idea what all the plays were called, let alone how they were designed. But we never will forget that. I've always liked football. It beats croquet. There's more go about it. I said I was sorry football, as it was played today, was not in vogue during my school days, as I believed I would have liked to play it. I thought that it was the grandest game ever invented for boys, one which showed all their best qualities to advantage, and a game that must necessarily build up the mind as well as the body. And I'm sure you would have been an outstanding player, Mark. I can just see you playing quarterback, barking signals, and then throwing in some funny comment that would make the opposing team laugh and forget about what they were doing. <laughs> but I don't think that would have been legal. I would never do anything that wasn't legal. Calm down, Mark. That was my poor attempt at humor. Remind me to give you a lesson sometime. Well, I really think that would be a grand idea sometime. Let's schedule it. I concur. And talking about schedules, I can only assume that you, Clark, will be returning to France for our next broadcast. Is that correct? Oh, so you don't want me around here, huh? 
I must admit that I really do like it here. The nature and wildlife and everything's extraordinary and large. But the life that I have back in France is quite gratifying. And in many ways measures up to yours. You know, your, what's it called? You know, your wildlife. Come on over sometime. I'll give you a taste. Okay, Clark, have a safe journey. And as much as I envy you to a certain degree, travel has no longer any charm for me. I have seen all the foreign countries I want to, except heaven and hell. And I have only a vague curiosity about one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Mark, honestly, I'm, I'm so blessed to have actually met you in person. You look great for a guy 180. I'll never forget what you said about imagination, either. And I'll remember this episode for a long, long time. Well, now it's time to sign off. We all thank you, our loyal listeners, for tuning in and for spreading the word about our little get-togethers. Remember to tell your friends about our website, too, and about this podcast. You can always find us at www.twotwitsandtwain.com. That's two, T-W-O. And should you want to leave comments, as we hope you do, or maybe tell us one of your musical stories, email us at contact at twotwitsandtwain.com. Remember, sign up to follow us, and you'll be the first to know when the next Two Twits and Twain broadcast will be on the air. Bye!